Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. Baseball America, bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Hey, thank you, Dave Slade, and thank you to our followers uh, tuning in here on Baseball America's podcast. Our podcast and Facebook Live broadcasts are all sponsored by Baseball Lives and the official off-the-field brand of baseball, offering, offering apparel for men, women, and kids. Shop now at BaseballLivesMe.com, enter the offer code BASHIP, and receive free shipping on your order. Visit baseballism.com for hats, shirts, and more today. We're going to talk a little uh, playoff baseball here at Baseball America today. John Manuel, Kyle Glazer, J.J. Cooper. Uh, guys, it was a late night for all of us. Uh, J.J. traipsing through the rain and thankfully coming back from the rain to write up the Justin Verlander trade. That was a, I was in that was bed. A, I was literally in bed, and Kyle called me, and it's like, I, I, was, so I saw that he called. I'm like, that Verlander trade happened, didn't it? We all that's Verlander's music. So, so behind behind the music, how things the how the sauces gets made here at yeah. BA, right? We're you know staying up watching it. The midnight deadline comes. It looks like the Verlander deal is falling through. JJ signs off, says he's going to bed. I close my laptop and just I'm about to turn off, you know, MLB Network. It all comes up. Wait, hold on. This might actually be happening. We spring back into action. I hesitate. Do I call JJ Cooper at twelve fifteen in the morning? Yes, for Justin Verlander. <laughs> yes, thus it w- so 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 it went. It was uh, that was an exciting tra- that was trade. Waiver trade deadline. That was as exciting. I don't remember what I mean, like that. That felt like a non-waiver trade deadline. That's exactly what it felt, except that it was at midnight, not at five o'clock in the afternoon. So I really prefer the five o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock Eastern deadline. That's why. That's why the West Coast, the best coast, it's nine p.m. there. No one's in bed but yet. But you're, you're still here. In the action. I, <laughs> I still up. Hey, when it's when it's Pac-12 football season and my Sun Devils are playing, I'm operating like a West Coaster. They had their season opener last night. I was up. Well, I'm really glad that they cooperated last night to have you write some of that because I was working on prospect hot sheet. Um, this was. Uh, but it was an exciting day, and we're going to start off. I, mean, I do want to start with the Tigers. We'll get to the Angels. We're keeping uh, Kyle at bay. We'll talk Angels later. But I do want to talk about the Tigers uh, specifically because, guys, this has never been an organization in the last decade that has been synonymous with rebuild. Basically, ever since they got Justin Verlander, they have not been rebuilding. Uh, he got to the major leagues by the end of 20, 2005 for two starts. A uh, big part of their rotation in 2006 as they won the American League pennant. He helped pitch them to two World Series. They didn't win either one of them, but and they did win two pennants in his time there. And really, uh, from 2006 on, you could make the case he's been the best pitcher in the American League. I know there were periods where, okay, right now it's Chris Sale, or for some time there was Roy Halladay or Felix Hernandez. But he's been in the conversation most of the time for the last 12 how, how years. Many Tigers, how many Tigers players all time would you say are Better, like more significant Tigers. I mean, you've got Ty Cobb, you've got Hank Greenberg. I'd say he's top five. Let's focus, yeah, let's focus in the integration era, though. Like in the integration era, because the pre that, I mean, that's just a different era. But like an integration and expansion. I mean, I mean, Tr- Trammell and Whitaker are obviously very, very big franchises, but, but Verlander, I Verlander's think, is better. better than both. 
I really do. Verlander's that's, a slam That's dunk, very close. No question Hall of Famer. Clearly, we've seen with Whitaker and Trammell, there's I, some I will debate. Say, when you say that, the key, the key part is, is he bounced back. He had that bad year. He bounced back. This is really actually going to help him for that because right. now he gets more postseason resume, which postseason resume does matter when it comes to Hall of Fame. Oh, well, it has a big chance. I think he has a chance to really augment his, uh, his, res- his Hall of Fame resume as an Astro. It's interesting. He is a guy that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, that all-encompassing time period from 2006 to 2017. Again, that 11-year span, there probably hasn't been a better pitcher, not only in the American League, but since Kershaw really came up and started doing his thing around 2009-10. If you want to go a full decade, it's probably Justin Verlander, simply because, especially look at now, last year he should have won the AL Slang Award at age 33. This year he got off to the poor start. Look at his last 11 starts, 5-1, and one, Two three one ERA, yeah. one ninety opponent average. He's back pitching at that ace level at age thirty four. Yeah, four finishes in the top three in Cy Young balloting, one win, uh, a lot of black ink. And the thing is, to me, with the Astros and not a floundering, rebuilding, aging Tigers team, he's going to get two hundred wins fairly easily, and he's going to surround it by, I think, a decent amount. He's at one eighty three career now. Uh, the Astros' offense is young, athletic, and dynamic. So if he just pitches league average the next two years of his contract, he's probably gonna he has a chance to win thirty games. If he stays healthy and he pitches league average, he could win thirty games and wins still matter mm-hmm. for Brian Kenny does not have the B, all the BBWAA ballots. So he's gonna get two hundred and twenty some wins. He's got he's got a shot at three thousand strikeouts, JJ career. I mean he's he needs a little bit more than two years, I think, to get to three thousand yeah. strikeouts. Oh yeah. He's but, at, he's around twenty three seventy three now, so uh, he probably needs three or four years, but he still does strike guys out. 9.2 per nine this year, 8.5 career. I, I think it is a Hall of Fame resume as long as he stays healthy the next couple of years. For me, I've always been surprised that Major League Baseball doesn't market Verlander more. He uh, he looks the part. He is fun to watch pitch because he gets the ball. He's not one of these slow. And if, I, I think to his credit, and I'm not trying to bang on Ken Revisa's Methods, but I don't think this guy ever talked to Ken Revisa at Fullerton, who's always like, "All right, get the ball, breathe, go through your process." I know that guy's good at his job as a sports psychologist, but I hate guys who work with Ken Revisa because they take 25 pitches seconds between every pitch. This guy gets the ball and goes. His delivery is high energy, and it doesn't hurt for me that he's dating and is engaged to Kate Upton. To me, that I would love for this guy to be front and center in the postseason. Um, for the Astros, and I think it also the, the narrative of the Astros is so compelling now that they make this last-minute deal. They're playing for the city of Houston with this tragedy that's happened with the hurricane. It's got a lot of big-picture, casual baseball fan things going on to it that I, I don't, a lot of other players don't have. And the thing about it is, is you you look at this and what it would be the difference. Like, because this trade last night was 11:30 Eastern. It's happening. 11.40 Eastern, it's not happening. 12, East, 12 Eastern, the deadline comes, and no word that it's happening. If the Astros had been shut out at the regular, the non-waiver deadline of Zach Britton, yeah. and then shut out knowing they came this close on Verlander, a team that had a really bad August, now admittedly is getting guys healthy, getting, getting Carlos Correa back. Helps the team be better. I yes. Mean, there's a, there's, but He's awesome. getting Lance McCullers back helps the team get better. But you do those guys getting back and you get Verlander, which all of a sudden means you do have a legit top three 
a, a, a Verlander, Keuchel, McCullers, top of your rotation for the postseason. Very big. And the thing about it is also is, is that you look at this and you have to say the Astros gave up significant value. I mean, yes. this is this is it does amaze me the difference in what pitchers are worth. It sounds like that's why they didn't want to do it. Like it sounds like they had agreed to the parameters of this deal according to one of the sources I talked to last night or texted with and he said it was pretty much done. Then the Astros got cold feet about wanting to give up those guys and at the last minute they relented. And like you said, I think they were hesitant because the price for hitters has been so different than the price for pitchers, but the reality was the reality that they were looking at starting Brad Peacock or Mike Fires or one of the, or Charlie Jim Morton in the playoffs, and they didn't want to do that. But let's put it in perspective. J.D. Martinez, Justin Verlander, better player than J.D. Martinez, but J.D. Martinez, Justin Verlander is going to be really important for you in two playoff games in a series. J.D. Martinez will play all of them. Right. And the difference between the haul that the Tigers got for Verlander, who has... A you know I know it's also more years, but you're also talking about Verlander's carrying a contract for yes. those years, so where it's the, not for, all it's all not all wrapped in a bow there. If he's not good, that will be an onerous contract right. because he's owed a lot of money. So you look at that and the haul that they got. If you took, if I gave you Jake Rogers or the haul they got for JD Martinez, which one would you rather have? I'd take Rogers. He's got a chance to be a starting catcher. You know, Kyle. I kind of like Dawal Lugo as a guy who can who can be a good player. I got an interesting comparison with him the other day, Juan Uribe. Hmm. So I think there's a valuable player there. Does he like to soak his chewing tobacco I think pre 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 if so pre, I'm all in pre overly heavy. But but I think moving. Oh, I love overly heavy Juan Uribe. He's the best Juan Uribe. You know, big big uh, big postseason home run, Dodgers over the two time World Series champion yeah. and Juan Uribe. Yeah. No, I, but so but I, I get but my, point. my point gave, being be a good comp if you got but, that. Career. But my point being like that is the second guy that they got in this deal, and you would say like. But my point being that they third can, guy, I mean, like Das Cameron. I'd rather have Jake Rogers, Das Cameron, but they're both. But not they're not. They're, I'm on Das Cameron. That's a big second half. It is. It's a very big second half. So he, I mean, like, just if you just take the Das Cameron was the number one player at the top of the draft out of it and just evaluate him as a 20 year old high school outfielder, it'd be pretty encouraged with what he's oh, done. Yeah. No, so, I, I mean, I again, both the him and the thing that I love about that trade for the Tigers is both Franklin Perez is the key, the big piece. Yes. And then both of the other guys that they got are are going to provide enough defensive value that even if they don't hit that much, they're big leaguers and they're solid. Right. Big they have leaguers. they have a path to the big leagues because I mean, there's guys. I mean, you do have to. Daz Cameron to will play in the big leagues. Daz Cameron will play in the big leagues. I am I again now. How much impact he does, but he's a center fielder. I hate to say it, but also he's a key guy in a deal that you traded Justin Verlander. That plays a part in it. No, but, it definitely does. But you put it this way, like you you put all that together, but him and Jake Rogers, when you talk about up middle guys who have defensive value, and then you throw on top of it that both of them have a shot to hit. Again, and that's the two that's the two, three guys you got in this deal. But the other those, thing those guys both have a shot. I think those guys have both have a chance to be solid average regulars. I don't mm-hmm. think either one of those guys is a star. I think Daz Cameron again. People have a. I think he's just difficult for the average fan to evaluate because he was such a dude, son of a big leaguer. But he's not like Mike Cameron. He's okay. not that level defender. He's no, he's not. not. He's not. But he's Although good. But he's good, but enough, he's good enough. He's a good. He's a good center fielder, yeah. though. Like I mean, again, that's the, a, that's the a point, weapon for him. The he point I'm making skills. is this. I'm expecting. 
I'm expecting that it wouldn't be shock me at all to hear, you know, Bubba Starling Big Leaguer in the next couple. He's on the 40-man. I did not list him in my I, 10 guys I, I want to see called. No, no, I, but my, uh, my point being is if Bubba Starling makes the big leagues, Daz Cameron has a much easier path to the big leagues. But than, see, and that's the thing is I actually got this because we're talking Tigers. I, got, I think your point about the trades is an important one to make, that the value of power, it's, power is just so easy to find right now. That and it, it is valued as much as it's valued, it's easy to find, so it's devalued in trades. It's amazing, it's extremely valued in the draft, but it's devalued in trades because it's like, ah, we can find power anywhere. Um, which starting pitching, this year. starting pitching is harder to find, um, so it's it comes at a premium the, in these I, trades. I, I will say one thing that I think another reason I really like this deal for the Astros is they traded guys. There's no question Franklin Perez is very talented. You know, Daz Kerman and Jake Rogers do some things where you can say, hey, you can see a path here. But they have guys still in their system that you can say, we're better than all, all those guys. Forrest Whitley has, in a lot of ways, put himself above Forrest, Franklin Perez. For, Forrest Whitley, I know they're midseason, but if you, you know, said Ka- it right Ka- now, yeah. Ka- Kyle Tucker is better than Daz mother. Cameron, not to yeah. mention they have a whole bunch of other outfield depth. You know, catching-wise, I mean – Again, I, I'm not, you know. J.J. loves Garrett Stubbs. Jake Rogers, Garrett Stubbs. I mean, you know. so it's not, it's not a case where they, you know, Franklin Prez was the one true pitching option they had in their system. Daz Cameron's not the only potential athletic young outfielder. In a lot of ways, they had guys better. So that's where the depth of the system comes in. I agree. So right. I like this from the Astros' perspective. A, you've acquired a true front-of-the-rotation, ace-caliber pitcher with postseason experience. And at the same time, you've done it while keeping the best players in your system and traded from you know some players who might be good, but they're not the top guys in your system for it's the funny. most part. The thing that, right. did, that did strike me last night is, is I remember seeing Franklin Perez pitching at Bowie's Creek about a month and a half ago and talking to their guys afterwards and basically like just the feel he has and all that. And they're like, you know, yeah, I hope we still have him in a, you know, <laughs> a little while. Because there were a lot of scouts watching and you knew that this was a possibility, but... The thing about this is that I did want to pivot on that is is that you also the thing that stands out with this is when you have now a Tigers farm system that if you're putting together a updated top ten mm-hmm. is going to start with Perez, Fado, Manning, Manning Bo Burrows, Kristen Stewart. You got Funkhauser. You've got Rogers. You've got Cameron. I still think Lugo fits in that night. Dawa Lugo. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You, I'm saying that. you've got a lot. This is the best Tigers farm system in a long time. In a long time. I mean, our midseason list had, you know, like Sandy Baez and Brian Garcia, the closer at the University of Miami, is in AAA this year. H- had a great year, Austin, though. He's had a great year. Austin Sodder's on that list. Uh, Matt Hall wasn't on that list. But you don't have to have. I mean, Austin Sodder's had a nice year. But he's still, like, a back-end rotation tops left-hander. Like, best-case scenario He's like maybe a hope he turns into J Hat. You know, I, I think with the one with, out of ten of those guys turns into J Hat. Overall, I mean, one we, we talked maybe. about teams. You know, obviously the White Sox gotten a lot of love for how they've gone about the rebuild. I think the Tigers obviously did it a little bit later than most people thought they should have, but they've done a nice job. As Bob Nightingale pointed out, they cleared 170 million dollars off the books last night. Right. All of a sudden. That's a pretty solid top 10 with position players, with pitching. It is. I mean, now you can look at the Tigers and say, okay, they're not burdened by these huge contracts. And one of the issues with them is their depth was horrendous. Some of the guys they were throwing out there starting every day had no business getting anything other right. than a pinch hit at bat every fourth day in the big leagues. Excuse and me. <laughs> people love you, John. They want your attention. 
So I think now for the Tigers, you, don't tell me that. you know, overall, I, th- I think for the Tigers now, it gives them that opportunity to not just go with the stars and scrubs approach, build up something that's a little more well-rounded but, and hopefully compete sooner one, rather than later. One problem with that is they got rid of the tradable pieces, Justin Upton, Justin Verlander, J.D. Martinez. It is amazing. Like when, when, when you have basically the Tigers coming out and saying, this back problem Miguel Cabrera has, it may be something he deals with for the rest of his career. And then you look at his contract and you go, look, right. it, it, there's it, only so much you th- can th- do It's with hard that one. to clear every owner's contract, but I think. And when you did. say hard to clear every owner's contract, you are talking about he has $200 million plus. Right, but that's not their. But, that, but it's, their payroll has been close to $200 million every year for the last right. three or four years. It's not going to be that no, going it's, it's, forward. It's, so I mean, there, there's so much you can do. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and you also have but, to you have to expect if you're the Tigers, you don't expect Miguel, old Miguel Cabrera to walk through the door because he's got for those last five years and 152 million dollars that are left. That's what's left. Your count, I think you're yeah. like, you might you might have but, to hope but, for what kind of this late career Albert Pujols. No, is. no, no, no. You, you have to hope for more than that. No, no, no. But I'm saying <laughs> you I'm have saying, to but, hope but, for but more if there's a back problem, that's Crushing him. One hundred eighty-four million left. Non-vesting. Non-vesting. I mean, talk about what Miguel Cabrera will look like at thirty-eight, thirty-nine. That counts this year. If you look no, at next year, you no, look it's at 30, 30, 30, 30, 32. 30, 30, 30, 30, 32. Oh, two more years after that. Yes. Ooh, hoochie mama. But that's what I'm saying. If <laughs> Cabrera insane. is what he is now versus you know fast forward four years. But what I he's mean, done this year is not who you have to hope. Right. You, you have, have to, to do, hope. But you have to do what you can do. And I'm so to me, I'm saying. Like the year of Big Poppy in 2012, the, Bo- the Bobby Valentine year, where he just said, like, forget this. I'm peace out, you guys. Yeah, I could probably play, but peace out. And that led to Big Poppy revival. This guy needs to shut it down today. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not, that's yeah, not funny at all. Well, he needs to shut it down today. To be go to a back specialist and be like, okay, what do I have to do to be a cromulent baseball player? Because right now he's not. And, and so, and, and that's where I'm but, concerned. But that's where Albert Pujols doesn't do. This guy's not as big as Pujols. Also, back is not good, but foot and knee. So there's no foundation for Pujols. Uh, that's not necessarily the case for Cabrera. So I'm just saying, I think it's something that is a reasonable concern to have. That if at 38, it's well, there's still some power, but there's nothing. Well, you know else. he's going to be bad. I mean, and he's going to be and bad. That's, and that's where you have to. And that's where. That's it's, what, and that's that's where what you paid it, for. You knew when you gave him that contract. The end of this contract is going to be terrible. You just didn't think that the end of the con, the terrible part would start in 2017. So you got to hope for JJ. I always love your phrase. Dead the bounce. dead cat bounce. But no, you want. But you need. You don't need a dead cat. You bounce need a three-year dead, dead cat, cat bounce. bounce. That's not. That's not a dead cat All bounce. Right. The cat. The I'm, dead I'm, cat only bounces once. It I'm doesn't still bounce saying, three times. If you. If he has three decent years, 18, 19, 20, I'm still talking about three dead years after that. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. And if I, if you're the Tigers, that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping that. You're hoping that but the I, next three years, Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera can still be a decent player because he's not right now. And we haven't and talked about Jordan Zimmerman, who has been awful and also has. That's long. and that's the one. That's the deal. That if that had worked out, or say they'd said, you know what, forget it. The old man, uh, the the late Mr. Illich, is all in. We're going to pay Max Scherzer. Would they have been in the playoffs for the last couple of years? They didn't miss by much last year. They probably would have been. The difference between Max Scherzer and Jordan Zimmerman is, is a canyon. It's canyonero sized. So, 
So I'm, that I'll to explain me, fires are a matter of course. <laughs> so that is the one. That's the one really misevaluation they made. They tried to save a little money, and that George Zimmerman could approximate Max Scherzer, and he cannot. Um, and that all. and that has been that that's been a rough one. The other part of the Tigers to me that's the American League Central is interesting. The, the Indians are the best team in that division. They won the pennant last that far. year. They're very good again this year. The the Twins, who had this great farm system a couple of years ago, rocky road to get back to contention, but they're a contender again this year. Um, whether it's Byron Buxton, say, whether it's J.O. Barrios, uh, Jose Barrios, B- Barrios. Max Kepler. Max Kepler, Miguel Sano. Their young players are the big the guys. That's yeah. it. The guys who – and they have an onerous contract. They have a very onerous contract. Joe Maurer's contract has been every bit as onerous as Miguel Cabrera's But it's like. almost done. It's almost done. So um, so it can be done, I guess is my point. You have to develop from within. Then you've got these other the three teams. I think the Tigers are in a better position to do that now. The White Sox clearly hit the reset button, as you wrote about last offseason, and they've continued that this year, and I think we all are encouraged by the talent they've brought in. I am discouraged by just how brutal Birmingham and Winston-Salem are. Those two teams are combined like 65 games under 500. The, the one that's hard to explain is Charlotte. because and Charlotte's Charlotte. awful, too. The, all those three teams have had some talent, but ooh, they don't know how to win. That's, that is, uh, I think, a... Credit, hey, that's credit, a culture I, issue, I credit, think, with credit the Credit Kanapolis, Justin Dershley, uh, you know, who... Go Justin, go. They, they you know, who's, who makes me feel old when I talk to him because, like... A lot of guys make me feel old. A lot, yes. of these, a lot of the scouts I talk to, or I'm looking them up online, I'm like, oh, I covered this guy. And he, was, but, he was on the college beat. You know, but I the was point on. being, like, they actually have one, and they've essentially turned the team over, like, almost entirely. It's like, hi, welcome. Right. They are now the... Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger. Gavin Sheets, Jake Berger, you know, and then you have, tra- you know, traded guys, Andre Davis. You have, you know, they've... They've turned that team over, but they've you know they've been a, 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 a relatively it, successful. It, team. So it's a deeper organization, but I do I do wonder. I'm like the Astros now the Yankees are doing that. I think there's a lot of evidence that winning in the minor leagues and a, trying to win with talent that's a good that's a good way to go. Just disregarding like you're trying to create a culture of winning. I think that does help uh, the White Sox. That's what's one more step they need to take. But to the Tigers are clearly joining the White Sox in the full rebuild. Team in the middle is the Royals. They just haven't. They never started. They never pressed that reset button yet. And it's getting ready to get pressed for them this offseason. Yes, well, and, they no, are, no, and their they, system is by far the worst in this division. No, they they are. It is going to be a a lengthy climb back up. At the same time, when you say about un from under contracts, they sure. don't have those. <laughs> they all are walking out the door, and they you know the reality of it is is that they should be. The number of first-round picks, you know, and, and supplement, you know, supplemental picks that they should have next year, uh, I mean, uh, second round, you know, between compensation for guys that they should tender, yes, should be a pretty significant haul. But onerous contracts for six hundred, Alex. Uh, name the two very onerous contracts at the uh, Alex, who are, Alex, Gordon. Alex Gordon. But that, there's one more. Ian Kennedy. Ian also. Kennedy. I love, I, I love the honesty from Ian Kennedy, and when they asked him, it's like, you have an opt out at the end of the year. You know, it's I, like, I, I, I'm I, basically his answer was. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. He it's, went to SC uh, Business School, and he's not an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it's something where I think with the Royals, and again, I think that they've been on a little bit of a different time frame than some of these other teams. They won the World Series. And yes. Again, I think you ask Royals fans, okay, guys, you're going to get to go to back-to-back World Series and win one. But the Tigers, Tigers, Tigers would make that. The Tigers not only would have made that trade, yes. they would have, like, I mean, they had this owner who was basically like, 
this is all I want before right. I pass. And unfortunately for you know for yes. them, never happened. I mean, so again, but they don't stop playing. They still no, have no, championship that, play. I'm just there's saying, no like, question. They have to keep going. But what I am saying, but what I am saying is this. But you know what? I said when they won the World Series. This is going to get awful at some point. It's going to be awful. And when it does, do say, you know what? I'm going to check. I've saved it on the DVR. If you're a Royals fan, I'm going to enjoy this again. Flag, because Flags fly forever. Yes. You can always look up and say, man, how much fun was that? The way the Royals did it They're especially. They're going to be watching that for several years. Yes, yes. And they you are. know what? That's, that's a trade you make. That, especially, that's again. That's a trade off you especially, make. Well, I'm just saying, I, mean, I know it's harder to compete and to uh, have a good farm system now. It is harder. They have they have struggled more than others have. There are other teams that have not. But I would won. argue when you talk about the teams that like. I mean, again, I'm arguing from the standpoint, the Giants, the team that beat them. They the won first three one. times. No, no, but and basically, they have they have hit the cliff while spending 150 million dollars. And their farm this system and their farm system. They hit the is, cliff about a month, about a year and a half ago. Well, like right. in the middle of last season when they hit the cliff. And their we farm thought system, they were just a closer away. Whoops. And their and their farm system is not one where you say it's not it's not good. And, and the difference being, like again, I'm not saying the Royals are in. Uh, it's going to be ugly, but they do have. They could say, okay, Raul Mondesi, we sent you back down. We gave you some time. You're still younger than many of the top prospects in baseball. Right. We're going to send you out now, and you're hopefully our next star. That 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 next star is not coming through the uh, through the door okay, for the Giants. Who's wingman? That's what I'm curious. Uh, Jake I, 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 Salvador Perez. He's like, I'm signed for long term. I'm, and I'm, I'm affable. Everyone likes me. I, I'm sticking around. I will say the AL Central, I think, has definitely gotten a lot more interesting. You look at where it was last year compared to this year, just in terms of where the various teams are, how much you have that mix of teams ready to contend and win now versus some really promising systems coming up. And, you know, the AL West as well. I mean, we talked a little bit about at the beginning look, the Astros just made a bombshell move. And by the way, it's not. this isn't like the U Darvish deal where the Dodgers have him for another month and then he's right. likely, possibly gone. Even if the Astros slip up this year, they're all back next year. This is not a team that's on this. It's this, not a small th- window. Th- this has to be it. If we don't get it now, we're in trouble. I mean, they have an opportunity to be competitive moving forward. You know, the Angels made some moves yesterday to fortify the two weakest spots. I, I mean, they had seven home runs from their left fielders the entire season. I think Lowest in the Justin big Upton has more home runs than the Angels' left fielders have had either the last two or three seasons. Well, considering it's been a Daniel Nava, Craig Gentry, Ben Revere, Cameron Mabin, no. Nick Franklin at one point. You uh, know, I'm warning you. Mess. It's careful. Good. Nothing ever Don't negative about Daniel exactly. Nava will ever be No, no, I'm just fun. saying that <laughs> for his time at the Angels, the production wasn't there. I, I think it's something where they've, you know, and, and maybe he opts out. Out, but again, in the course of hey, make they a have a window. They, and they, they have do. a window. And that Brandon Phillips expires after this year. Oh, but the brand Brandon Phillips. That's that was a that prayer. was a key. An, the thing that the Angels do not have and have not had for multiple years. They are a team of when you talk about stars and scrubs. They're a team of stars and then depth that is balsa wood thin. I mean, it is something where you put any weight on it, and we've seen it the year that they yes. won ninety eight. Was it 98, 97? Yes, 98 games. 98, and by the end of the year, it's like, well, we've got a three-man rotation, and then Johnny Holstaff. And like, that's something that they had to do, and you look at it now, their bench of the guys that they had before they started making these moves, they really didn't have a guy on the bench that you said, man, this guy really helps you win. Compare them to, like, a team like the Astros where they really can mix and match somewhat. 
And that's what I love what they did is, is like Brandon Phillips, he's not great at this point, but he's okay, and he really helps them. You know, and again, you look, the Angels' second baseman had the lowest OPS in baseball for that right. position. In reality, that's been a black hole since Howie Kendrick was traded. They showed up of, two massive holes. So, and, 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 but the price for starting pitching is so high. So they're starting pitching. Uh, we've talked about it all year. The cavalry for them is Andrew Heaney coming back from Tommy John and Gary Richards coming back from, I and, forget what his and, injury was. And Tyler Skaggs just Tyler came Skaggs. back. So you need those guys to be healthy. But I, I think what's interesting about... The, the, well, those Best case scenario, those are your playoff starters. Are they not? Yes. I mean, hey, Parker Bridwell's like... Um, but like what they, were, what they were hoping the start of the year was these guys hold the fort and we can still contend till September and Richards, Skaggs, and Heaney come back and those are our guys. And Heaney's last start was... Very Much encouraging, better. and Richards is close to coming back. Yep. I think it's interesting with them. You know, the Angels, I think there's an interesting dynamic here about if you can just hold on till August, you can get really good potential impact players at very, very low cost. That, I, that's the part that has blown me away. Yes. And is like, how many, how many of these trades have happened? I know that you're paying salaries too, but in how many of these trades for bats – has the guy who the team that's contending acquired is going to produce more from August or September yep. till the end of the season than the, the team that, that, but also that then the team that traded him away is going to get out total out of these deals because when you look at Boog Powell for Yonder Alonso, when you yeah. look at Lucas Duda already for the Rays. Yeah, you look at what Lucas Duda's done for the Rays, and you look at it's like okay, you know, you look at uh, Jay Bruce for Ryder Ryan. Yeah, I, you exactly. Know, you look at you look Jay at Bruce for Ryder Ryan is the defense. All the Mets trades where all the Mets fans I know are like, hey, we got another middle reliever. I mean, I mean, that's every trade the Mets have made this year had just been startling in how low the but, return. But the has thing been. about this is, and I don't think it's just you know it. There's, most, that is they, the market. They do skew it, though. They skew it. They didn't even get a, a Dawell Lugo. They never held out for a Dawell Lugo. I mean, Jay Bruce, J.D. Martinez, those guys are very comparable. I'd rather the, have Martinez. Because, I would rather yeah. have him, too. But they're comparable corner power bats, mm-hmm. all the values in the bat. For some teams, if you're the Indians, I'd rather have Bruce because you need a lefty power bat. They really don't have it. Mm-hmm. It's a very right-handed lineup. Martinez has been great for the Diamondbacks. He's been a lot, great. Lot Bruce has been good. I'd rather have yeah. Martinez. But the point is... Yeah. They got a lot more for J.D. Martinez in Detroit. And the Mets didn't even try. On any of their deals, it seems like the Mets was like, yeah, just take the guy. I mean, I don't know how much ownership has to do with that. And the Mets, everything must go. But they, they had a nobody beats the whiz kind of attitude. That they were not going to be undersold, and they were not. I, I, I will say, uh, you know, overall, generally, Mets skew or not, we have seen a lot of guys – for potential impact Dr. Boog Powell is a similar level. Well, that is also, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but the, the A's also, the A's, both the A's and the Mariners in, in recent years have made some trades that make you scratch your head. Those, those are three organizations that are pretty consistent that way when it comes to trades. The Mets, the Mariners, and the A's, where they kind of like make you go, hmm, that seems a little out of the norm. I, I think that's fair. The, the, all three of those organizations. Oh, I, I, I will say, though, I think it's across the board. What are the trades for especially an expiring contract hitter? Well, even just you mentioned, What's the haul that is significant? I, I, I don't have them all in front of me. But just, you just mentioned J.D. Martinez. Just Dawell Lugo is better than all these guys we're talking about. It's not really that close. He's a top 10 prospect. The other guys are not. 
I mean, that's just that right there is just I do one. It's, it's only maybe it might be the needle in the haystack. I agree with your point in general. I still think the Mets really undersold. The other, the other one we have to throw in there, which I cannot believe because Tim, Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham for Tobias Myers. Tim yeah. Beckham. That's <laughs> insane. I, I will say that I, I do feel like the Tigers of Justin Upton. Keep in mind, Justin Upton, it's funny. He signed that big contract his first year in Detroit, really his first half in Detroit. He actually had a decent second half. First half right. didn't go on. I think people wrote it off as, oh, it's just another, you know, he's done. He's on the he's wrong side of 30. But he's been fantastic this year. It's a 904 OPS, sixth best in the American League. He's in the top 10 in doubles. He's pushing it in home runs. He's had a really good year. He's still an impact middle of the order bat. And I will say that I feel like Grayson Long is greater than. Reed Ryan. He's greater than... Uh, Ryder Ryan, Ryan, yes. Ryan, sorry. Greater than... Um, Reed Ryan makes was sense. It, uh, Look, Drew, I'm, a, I'm a pretty Drew, high-level Drew, Drew, Drew Smith? Uh, yeah, Drew the Smith. For Lucas, I mean, Although he's better than all those guys. Right, Grayson Long. You know, so again, he has ti- a chance to start. Again, the Tigers did okay here in the sense that they right. got it, you know... Getting that Dawa Luga. And look, Sergio Alcantara, you know, you get some uh, Ahiri Adrianza comps. That's a big league utility, man. I mean, right. that can help you defensively. Grayson Long. The haul for J.D. Martinez was not good. It's way better than the rest of these. And it's it's actually, like, it's not an abnormal haul. To me, the other ones, the Yonder Alonso for Boo Powell, that's abnormal. What the Mets did, all these guys who are, could be regulars on playoff teams traded for zero, for zero value. Those are abnormal. I don't think that's the normal. I think that's the abnormal. It's very, very true. I, I think, you know, Grayson Long leads the Southern League in ERA. He's got one of those sneaky fastballs. He was probably their top pitching prospect. Was he not? Him or Jaime Barria? No, Barria. Chris Rodriguez was ahead as well. Um, On upside, Grayson Long's in double A. Chris Rodriguez is still in rookie ball. I mean, I know Chris Rodriguez has a really nice arm. No question. Let's see him him pitch 70 innings in a year. I would would take Barria, though, over Long. I I would, too. But those are the top two guys. Barria is, like, really small. Six foot... He's a six-foot right-hander, but yeah. there are those guys out there. Regardless, I mean, you know, the, the Tigers did nice for themselves. I think, you know, you look at these trades yesterday, and for the most part, we can get the Astros did well for themselves, the Tigers did well for themselves. I look at the Angels' trades. The Angels did well for themselves with Justin Upton. You know, the Tigers did reasonably well as well, getting Grayson Long in return. Let's, let's handicap this American League wild card because it does involve uh, It involves everybody. 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 No, we're narrowing things down. I'm not hey, the Rangers acquired Miguel. You know, that, that, I like the Rangers deal last that, night. Taekwon Ford for Miguel Gonzalez. Yes. Miguel Gonzalez is a guy that pretty sneakily, go look at him the last five years, it's pretty solid. Yeah, he's, had, he, he's definitely he is, had his moments. He is the definition of a back-of-the-rotation starter, but he is a back-of-the-rotation starter who's like... How has he not been a mariner? But, but here's the <laughs> thing, though. Jerry DePoto never go but, get but this guy? But here's the thing, though, Gonzalo. We say, you know, back rotation star. And I think when people think back rotation star, I think, you know, 4-4 ERA type. He's a 3-8 ERA pitching all his games in Baltimore and Chicago. I think he's even better than a lot of what people think he is. This is a guy who, mm, I mean. I don't. I think people think of him as a pure number five. I think, I mean, a 3-8 ERA, at the end of the day, you are what your production is. He's posted a three, his ERAs year by year, 15, 4.91, 16, 3.73, 17, 4.31. You know, he's, I know he's had a couple of those. I would, if, if, he's if, also had some bad years. If, 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 if he posted a four ERA for the, uh, for the for the Rangers for Taekwon Forbes that's a great deal yeah for Taekwon we're all and, a good agreement on that <laughs> no he and again in, in a playoff series you do not want Miguel uh, Gonzalez making two starts you want him no, making one mm-hmm. he's a fourth starter that. that's ex- so that's how you I line agree it up with that. he's a fourth starter on a playoff team a one hundred six unfortunately for the Rangers he might you know he might be there too right now <laughs> but but you know what if that's if he's better than for, what you for, had let's then be honest that's good I mean right. let's be honest this is a team that. 
was a, was going out of it in July, you know, and traded away a guy that you want. If you're playing a one-game right. wild card, you're like, okay, Darvish is the guy you want on the mound. So your wild card standings in the American League, the Yankees are currently one game up on the Twins, but those are the top two teams in these wild card standings. Uh, Bartolo Colon-led Twins. Um, the oh, Angels, by the way, and- I love the fact that Bartolo Colon has been good enough that if he wants to come back next year, he'd have an option. Yeah, oh, I think so. Keep keep uh, coming back, Bartolo. The, but the Angels and the Orioles are the next two teams that are both within three games. Then it's a jumble where you've got Tampa, Texas, Seattle, Kansas City, all within four or four and a half. So to me, it's those top four teams that are the most likely, New York, mm-hmm. Minnesota, the Angels, the Orioles. Which of those teams do you not like? Who, who, who do you like to make that, JJ? Out of those, I mean, we're not looking at schedules Unfortunately, uh, we don't have that in front of us. But Yankees, Twins, uh, Angels, Orioles. Do you think the Angels and Orioles can catch either of those other teams? Oh, they absolutely can. Yeah, do you think they will? I, I do think the Twins are the team that fades out of that group. So and I hope not. I want them. I, they're, right. they're a fun team to watch. I mean, Byron Buxton, thankfully, with, a, with, you know, with an injured but not broken hammock, Byron Buxton is probably the most fun guy of, of, any, you know, of any of these teams, including you know, yep. the Angels and Mike Trout. <clears throat> Just pure fun to watch. But right now, but but I do think the Twins. I, I kind of see. Well, no Miguel Sano. He's out with this shin injury. You have Buxton with his hand up. injury, but he, he didn't. But he didn't break a hammock, right. so he'll come back at some point. And I love the, uh, the the great news they had the other day was Hector Santiago was trying to rehab and come back. And I saw Mike Berardino tweet: "Sat 83, touched 86, going to need more time." So. Yes. Well, let me let Unless me that was on, the Carl let me, screwball every time. L- let me ask it this way for you guys in a second. I'm, I'm changing up the question, which is, how many wins do you think gets the second wild card in the AL? 80, 85, maybe eighty four. That's that's my answer. I was gonna say eighty four. You know, eighty four and seventy eight would be a, a playoff team. You know, and the thing about this is, I don't think that that is a disaster for baseball. I oh really no, don't. absolutely. And not. I know there are people like, oh look, this second wild card. Right now, we are sitting here. We had a fascinating waiver trade deadline, in part because you only have about six or eight teams that are not in it as we start the last full month of the season. So if the Twins fade, I, 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 I agree I, I, with you. I think they're the most likely twi- team to fade. Which do you think is – No, I actually off? am in agreement with with you, the Twins liking the fade. The team that, you know, they get bashed because ownership does things in certain ways that are not kosher – but at the end of the day, the Orioles have won the most games in the American League, 2012-2016. They have hung on despite Manny Machado disappearing for half a year. Yeah. Kevin Gaussman and Chris Tillman completely falling apart. But not, no, that's and, not and, true. And, 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 Tillman still falling apart, but Gaussman, Gaussman second right, half Gaussman. Right, that's, where, been, that's where I'm getting. He's they, become they, like they, second half Marcus and Page. That, and that's where, that's, so what, I was about, that's what I was about to get at, okay. is that now you're, now you're starting to see... Machado's doing his thing. We've seen Gossman turn it around. That's still a really good bullpen. And by, still dead, and by the way, you know Jonathan Scope has had a ridiculous year. Trey Mancini, if not for Aaron Judge, that might be your American League Rookie of the Year. He, oh, well, I'll he's say, had I'll such this. a good year, and no one's talking Sco- about it. Scope might be the MVP. I mean, I don't mean to sound so, like Harold Reynolds here. I, w- I will do my impression yeah. otherwise. Yeah. 
Look at his season. It's been good. It's been. And I know good. it's been like top five of war in the American so, League. No, no, but I'm saying, but like he when you say stud. he's MVP, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Altuve before him. I'm taking Trout before him. I agree, I, but but I he's if they win the wild card and this guy hits 40 home runs, he's got 30 already, and he has high defensive value. For, he has had a fantastic. You, you now he's add, their best player. You now add Tim Beckham. I mean, to me, you look at all Which those teams. Which is just shocking. That should have been that should have been subtraction by addition. But it wasn't. It was unbelievable. So, hey, sometimes a fresh start's all a guy needs. For me, you look at the teams you just named. Never saw this coming, ever. I, I, that's if fair. anyone in Baltimore <laughs> saw this coming, ever, like even the Duke, I mean, come on, man. He, what I, what I would say is, is of all those teams you named, given the Yankees' current struggles, that to me is the most fearsome lineup out of those four teams. That's you the combi- best lineup. You can, I think you, they are the best lineup. You combine that with... You know, Dylan Bundy, everyone said, oh, the regression's going to come, regression's going to come. It hasn't come. He just I, I picked, bet you. He I, just, bet, I know he threw a complete game shutout. I bet that's when it comes. <laughs> after, after, like, after that one hitter. I've reached my 3,000 slider limit. It's time for a change. Um, you know, we've seen Gossman come back. I mean, and again, you just mix in the fact these guys have been there before. You have a manager who, you know, does oh, yeah. do very well. It, last year's playoff, playoff, you know, wild card game aside, Buck Walter does manage a bullpen well. You've got... Good arms all the way through, you know, and so your starters don't have to go six, seven, eight. You've That's got a good, a good thing because they've only got no. one or two. I mean, and look, look, there's only they so could have used Miguel Gonzalez to walk there, right back there, to that door. There's only so many times you can keep throwing Ubaldo Jimenez out there, and it without it just really coming back to bite you. But I look at all those teams, and truthfully, even though they're not in the spot right now, I do think the Orioles are the best overall team now that certain things have started to recalibrate the way we thought they might with mm-hmm. the talent on that roster. Second second worst ERA in the American League. It is stunning that they're a 500 team. And, and, over and that's a testament to their offense. That's a it testament is. to their bullpen. I mean, I think this is a team that you know has played so bad for so long, and the fact they're in it now and really now starting yeah. to hit their stride. But they, they fall right into your wheelhouse, J.J., of... They overpaid for power. Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo, mm-hmm. and it restricts them otherwise. So the overpaying for those power guys, when they found power elsewhere, well, like Trey Mance, it really. But, let me, but partly that also is is that nowadays, if everyone in baseball hits twenty home runs, and you've got a guy whose power is his only calling card, and right. he hits thirty five. That's what I'm saying. Like. It is. It and then when he doesn't hit 35, you're really in trouble. But again, like it, it is like I have trouble calibrating the value of position players right now, partly because in a in a world where Freddie Galvis can hit 20 home runs last year, and when Tim Beckham's going to hit you know 20 this year, and I don't know like what that line. It thinking of 25 home runs is basically like yeah, he's got modest pop. Is something again? I've had to do this that's before, not, but that's not the case. Twenty-five is not modest. But we're not there yet. But right now, we have more than half of all MLB qualifiers have already hit twenty. Right. Uh, that that's that is. And there's insane. a month to go. Three years ago, we had two thousand fewer home runs. I know what the trend is the last three years, but 2014, we thought we were on the back on this trough. The game just changes yeah. so fast right now. It's crazy. That's why I'm not there with you yet. So this year, that is insane. Will this trend continue to go up and up? I I just don't know. I don't know how you could say. Yeah, it will keep going up or it will go back. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, but right now, right. when the year's over, we're going to say that the basically the average regular who got 500 at-bats is going to be a 20-plus home run guy. Right, and I think that's. I also think that doing that is much harder to do today than it has been in a post-PED age. I think it's just harder and harder to do that. And you, who plays every day? 
No, I'm who saying, plays I'm, every day I'm and doesn't saying, take a 10 But I'm not saying playing every day. I'm saying a guy who's going to qualify. Who's right, got for 130 games. Yeah. That, I, I would be curious to see the number of players who do that today compared to and what that trend has been. I, I am curious. You mentioned the Yankees. That, that team is a little wobbly. And I know people call them the baby bombers. They still have several 33, 34-year-old regulars. Um, some of their more important players are Frazier, older guys. Headley. Well, yeah, I'm thinking like uh, Gardner um, and, and their $33 million backup, a fourth outfielder, Jacoby Ellsbury, whose contract also falls into this onerous category we talked about before. The guy who's kind of saving them right now is the guy whose contract was onerous the last few years. Jesus Sabathia has been pitching so well for them, and he's just so <laughs> consistent for them. It's like he's except when he's asked to cover bunts last night. That, that's not his. That is not his forte. Yes, that is not. Wait, his which forte. goes back to, by the way, pitchers sometimes can look horrible and go back to being really good really quickly. We yes. everyone thought Cece's about there. Oh, he's done. Justin Verlander. Oh, he's done. Bartolo Colon looked done in two thousand and six. He looked I mean, done in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> the first I'm, half of this year. I mean, you know, I, so I think it's one of those things with pitchers. It's especially the ones who have been good for a very long time saying, oh, he's completely got absolutely nothing left to offer anymore, is never that wise. There's yeah. always, and now I'm not saying you should go pay that guy what the Yankees you know, are paying Sebastian. That's how Ricky Nolasco got the contract he got. Right. That, that, now, now there's a Phil line. The difference here. between Ricky Nolasco at his peak versus Verlander and Sabathia at their peaks, clearly yes. very, very different. There I do is, think he's got a, a strikeout title on his... Uh... I, it's not a strikeout championship. He came close. I mean, I know that, that that's why he got that contract. But the Yankees are the, the Yankees are a fascinating team. Like right now, Luis Severino, Cece Zabathia, and you never know what Tanaka you're going to get. It's like he's either dynamic or he gets hit pretty hard. But they they got to figure out the bullpen. I mean, considering Chapman, his struggles, Dylan Batances last night were there for all to see. Those two guys just are not as automatic as they have been. And then Chad Green all of a sudden so, is Mr. So, automatic. So put, the, put this in perspective. Would you rather the Orioles bullpen with Brad Brack? I'd take the Yankees bullpen still. Yes, even but, with, and, even and, with and Zach Britton is clearly also not peak and Zach that's, and, that, and that's where the interesting debate comes in. Also, the stuff the Yankees bullpen has, no question about it. But I'm going to be curious to see at the end of this year, because at the end of the day, it's about who gets the job done. Right. The Yankees and, have the third best DRA in, right. in the American and, League, and, and the Orioles have the 14th. I mean, and this is with their bullpen, guys. I would take the Yankees bullpen and, every and, time. And, and I agree, but I'm going to be interested to see here over this final month because we've seen Chapman and Batances start to slip a little bit. Right, but that's reflected in these. I mean, I, I mean yeah. as bad as they've been, A, they both still throw a hundo. Oh, B, yeah. they still have other options. They have uh, Tommy, Tommy Canley. They Chad have Green, Chad Green. That's what I'm saying. They have this year. So the thing is, like, the Orioles do not have those other options. They have, if you don't throw sidearm submarine from the right <laughs> side, that's, that's it. They have Brack, O'Day, and Givens to go with uh, Britain. Those are their guys. And those have been their guys every day for the last five well, years, basically, in that, especially O'Day. Yeah, every day, O'Day or O'Day. I know, it's still throwing, I know he's still throws hard. But the thing that does surprise me is, is, like, is with Aroldis Chapman that there's not more talk of he left. It, we may have seen... He helped a team win a World Series. And he almost blew it for them, too. But but yes. But when he almost blew it it's is when it was like, Joe I've got nothing. Again, if you go back to my Twitter feed at the time, it's I'm like you, he threw the, it was the, the, the softest he threw all ever. season. Ever. You're right, ever. If you went back basically. The softest he threw as a major league pitcher. As a major league pitcher was in Game 7 of the World Series because he was completely and utterly 
Gas. Toast, gassed, wiped out. And overused. And not, had nothing left. And all he could do was throw slider after slider. And so you're telling me, we talk about high stress innings. We talk about, okay, well, I can't think of a higher stress situation than being in your second inning in a in a playoff, in a game seven of the World Series, the highest stress situation ever, you are beyond exhausted and you're having to throw your breaking ball, not your fastball. Yeah. If you, you tell me, after you were needlessly used in game six. If, if you tell me that Aroldis Chapman, like that this is the recovery year, I completely get it. Absolutely. By the way, I know Andrew Miller has had injury problems before. But if you tell me why Andrew Miller is, you know, a little... Bullpitting, J.J., use the middle reliever three innings every other day. But, you could do that, right? But, hey, no, no, I'll say, I'll say if you're the Cubs, if, if you're the Cubs, absolutely use Rolls Chapman. You got your ring and then said, hey, let's... Good luck with, the, good luck with your future endeavors. Correct. It, it's, a, it's a cruel world that way. But, but my point is, is that I'm not surprised in any way that Rolls Chapman's not... Or old as Chapman 2015 right now. No, you're exactly right. Oh, I think it's exactly right. Hey, you know, Zach Britton pitched a lot last year, too. So it is hard. Although, no, That's no, why. No, no. But not but enough. But in the postseason, he, he, he did not pitch enough. Correct. Now, this is so, all. This so, is universally so I, I want to go back so, to the original. So it wouldn't shock me if both the Angels and the Orioles passed the Twins and the Yankees. But I do expect, I, I, if I'm picking one, I, two of these wild cards, I still think the Yankees have enough. To hold on, and I think the Angels, I think those upgrades really helped them. Their September team is very different from their April, May, June team. So uh, the, the, the other caveat for the Yankees is how, mu- how dependent are they on Aaron Judge coming back? That's going to be very interesting, coming back to any semblance of his first-half form because right now he is a bad offensive player. You know, Jared Diamond at the Wall Street Journal had a nice graphic out there today just putting it in perspective. I think we all agreed, and those of us who, you know, we understood that Aaron Judge, for all his talents, was not going to hit, was not going to post a 1,100-plus OPS over the course of the entire season. There was going to be a bit of a come down from that. He obviously. still leads the league in home runs, still leads the league in walks. You know, those are impressive titles. I, I, you know, again, he's also a, in strikeouts. He's a really good player, really good player, especially rookies, go through slumps. He'll figure it out. He's not is he is he he's not Barry Bonds. You're you that know, confident he'll figure it out. Over the course of his career? Yes. Will he flip the light switch on here automatically on September tenth? I can't say that with any significant confidence, but I, I, look, he's a good player. I don't think their offense I think it's been it's it's they they are their their offense is a little bit more hit and miss right now. Right. They're having these games where they still put up twelve. Gary Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has kind of said, "I was this. I was this guy last year at the end of the year. Just please, my turn to do it again. Are you really going to get to throw the ball to me again? I got to catch it again. Hey, but, that's, hey, that's hey, here, Greg but, Bird's back. Hit a home run yesterday. A little, here, little bit here's of help. his. Here's their run scored by month: 128, 140, 177, which was Aaron Judge insane. Yes. 112. I know there's an All Star break in there, so it's a but 132. They didn't. They didn't score like it's not like their offense completely deserted them. Sure. I do think." I do think that the bullpen has been a bigger problem than the than the offense for me. I, I think I think you're right. I do, I do think though that when Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge, first half Aaron Judge, that's a totally different team. Just from a confidence level, I mean, like the fan inv- involvement level. I did enjoy seeing Sonia Santamayor in the judges' chambers last that night. That awesome. is that is a <laughs> that is a passionate fan. Uh, but I mean, did she wear her normal robe? I was gonna say we don't uh, know if yeah. Did she wear her best robe? That's what I want to know. Like, was that her usual 
uh, robe? Was that the robe that she swims in, like in that Onion cartoon about the Supreme Court? I just I was wondering which robe it was. Was that the official robe? So, so you've picked the Yankees and the Angels. I JJ, did. I picked the Ziggy on the Angels. Where are you going? I'm going to say Yankees. A dramatic pause. I'm trying to think. I'm really trying to think who I'm going to give us the second. <sighs> Orioles. Gut feel for the Orioles, huh? They, they always do it. We always, when it's all said and done. They're pretty insane that way. That so, is insane. When you look back at them, it's like, how'd they get in? So, and then they won't so use you, Britain in the uh, in the wild card game. Or they'll so, start Ubaldo in the champion <laughs> the game, the one game playoff. So, you know, that, I'm in the same boat. I'm go Yankees, Orioles. Again, I think the Orioles, for a lot of reasons, some of them stemming from some of the craziness that happens at the ownership level, are a punching bag. And unfortunately, it takes away from. This has been a really good franchise in terms of winning games on the field, putting together an exciting product on the field. I think that you're overstating like the punching bag view of the Orioles because they've been in the playoffs a lot lately. Well, I, I do think baseball well, fans acknowledge riders expect them to, to stumble every year, because, but it's not because of Peter Angelos. It's because their pitching staff usually is held together with bailing wire, and it is, like it is this year, and it usually, you know, the thing is it hasn't cost them. Until this year, I do think... It, if they don't make the playoffs, it will be because of that approach. And there's no question. Wade Miley that. and Ubaldo Jimenez. Oh look, they need to stop rotation. running. They need to stop running Ubaldo Jimenez out there. There's no two ways about it. I, I do think the Orioles We're have going back to our onerous contract oh, phase. That, no, it's it's really an embarrassment that they keep putting him out on a mound. But at the end of the day, I just see this as a team that they can crush you. I mean, you talk about you know power and and what you can acquire and not acquire and how much it costs. At the end of the day, you've got six. Uh, almost seven guys now in that lineup who can just, I mean, 20, 30 home runs. I mean, yeah, I mean like, there's how about Beef, power. how about Wellington Castillo and Caleb Joseph with their combined, like, 28 home runs behind I mean, the this, plate? This, this, See you later. My, Matt Weider's leaving was, like, supposed to be this, not calamity, but a problem. They've rolled right along. That has been, again, you want the margins of your roster, especially in the lineup, taken care of? The Duke is your man. He's very good at that. Seth Smith is a nice platoon guy in right field. Looking forward to Austin Hayes maybe coming up there and, and being the right-handed part of that platoon being instead of former Angels legend Craig Gentry. I mean, being this year's Trey Mancini. Remember Mancini came yeah. up last year. It was like five games. Be, at the very end, yeah. hit, hit a like, couple bombs yes. off lefties. I said, we're going to put you on our postseason wildcard roster. I mean, it's it's a situation where I think you know the Orioles, this is a good baseball team that is hitting its stride at the right time. There's no question the pitching staff is not great. But again, I look at the other contenders as well. I still see more talent on this Orioles team than I do on the Twins. Overall, top to bottom, yeah. than I do... Uh, I don't know about... I have more veteran talent, I would say that. Uh, I think the Twins are extremely talented. There's a lot but of exciting young up. talent, but again, I think one, you look one through nine at that lineup, you give the edge to the Orioles. I'm beating a dead horse here because the Giants are just really bad. But uh, They're really bad. <laughs> and they are, they six are... Orioles players have more home runs than the leader on the uh, Giants. In home the runs. Giants are really bad. The Giants unfortunately for them, have not had that moment of reckoning like the Tigers did this year, where the Tigers were able to shed some contracts. And if we had a National League rebuild show, we would, because we focus a lot on the American League in this podcast. And we because that's where the moves were. I that's mean, again, the moves the, were. I mean, the Dodgers have lost in amber as far as the playoffs. I mean, the Dodgers have lost five straight, and they're still 50 games over 500. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not... So, uh, uh, you know, it's at a certain point, it's like, yep, we, we know how that one's I'm shaping st- out. I'm still not picking them in the National no, League. No, I still fine. like the Nets. Ba- basically, we have, essentially, but we're talking about this in the AL. Like, Trey okay, here's our, back. Here's yeah, our National hit. League playoff analysis. Dodgers in, Nationals in, Diamondbacks in. I'm sorry. 
I don't see them, especially coming off of their surprising thrashing of the Dodgers. Rockies They're, not necessarily right, in. That's two and that's half up Rockies, the... Brewers are your only, and I can't imagine the Cubs not making it. To me, point. that's yeah. actually the Rockies and the slide that they've, I mean, this has been going on now. Going into the break, they really, really stumbled. Looks like, okay, maybe we're coming out of it, had a good run, but they have not been able to get on a sustained run of consistent victories. They always seem to stumble a little bit. I'm going to go back to our owner's contracts uh, <laughs> discussion but Carlos Gonzalez, I know that he's not the only. Uh, Ian Desmond is going to be in an owner's contract. But, but Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos has Gonzalez, had, and Alex Gordon could form a support group. Right they now really for, could. Uh, and and for, for Gonzalez, the bigger problem is like he's a free agent after this year. It's like bad timing award. He not really good. what what you have to call. Uh, they're very they're different players, but he needs to call Carlos Gomez and it's like, how did you deal with this? I was going to say, he needs to call Andre Dawson and say, like, <laughs> who could I give a blank check to so I can go play? And what stadium would you recommend me go to play in? I mean, because it's, it's... Normally it's a Coors Field, except that it it's, hasn't, that's it hasn't the thing. worked out. I mean, he has had a brutal year. So I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I actually think the Rockies are going to super fade. I would not be shocked that the Brewers pass them. I mean, I don't, Zach I don't know. Zach Davies, 16-game winner. Uh, he's probably the second best homegrown pitcher that the Orioles have produced, other than Dylan Bundy. Is Zach Davies? They gave him away for what? I think it was it's the Gerardo Parra trade. Gerardo Parra, who was not good. So for you're them. not counting Arietta as? I mean, for them. I mean, for that. Well, in this administration, Jake Arietta was drafted in 2006. Right. So that's a long time. Just, ago. just clarifying though, someone's saying yes. someone, someone they're listening. That's going, a long Jake time Arietta. ago. Jake Arietta yeah. was more than a decade yeah. ago. So in the in the recent past, by this by these guys, I mean they gave him away for nothing, and he's really solid pitcher. I I didn't understand. At the time, the need for Gerardo Parra for to give up, they didn't have, they don't have much homegrown pitching. It's like he's a little bit better than Mike Wright, you know. He's a little bit better than the other guys who have attempted. Tyler Wilson. He's a little bit better than Kevin Gossman has been. He shouldn't be, but he's been better. Zach Davis has been. I mean, you mentioned Mike Wright has been a million times better than Mike Wright. I mean, I think Zach Davis has been a a quality pitcher. Yeah, it's it's stunning how how good he's been. I mean, I was kind of almost hoping for Brent Suter to be the left-handed Zach Davies. That hasn't quite happened for the uh, Brewers. I I still say the lefty throwing 85-87 hasn't quite worked out for them yet. But he got to the big leagues. I love it. Moeller high represent. The the Brewers are that team that you kind of expect to fade a little bit. They're still right there. I mean, all these guys they brought in. You know, you talked about Jesus Jesus Pena and man, you know, or Jesus Aguilar and and Manny Pena and. All these little, you know, the little moves they, all these little moves they made that you looked at them and said, "Who are these guys? How many guys do they have? JJ who have more home runs than the top guy on the Giants because they have uh, they have nine uh, nine players with double digit home runs this year, Six. which is a franchise record. So I, Last I checked, the Giants I think peak out at uh, fifteen or fourteen. 18. I thought it was eighteen from. So do our, Crawford. Do you, do you pick? <laughs> do you pick the Brewers Brandon to overtake Zell. the Rockies no, since no. we're since we're on this? Yes, getting in the wild card. Yes. Okay. Yes, JJ? I am. What was your question? Brewers over Rockies or no? To yes. get the wild card. Yes. Brewers over Rockies when it's all said and done, which makes the Brewers what the Brewers have done. I mean, that is one thing. When you want to talk about throw uh, to wrap this in a bow and uh, look at, I mean, when you do talk about now, the there was a lot of criticism of the Indians, basically how the Indians' front office is spreading through baseball. Yeah. And credit to the, you know, hey, <laughs> The Twins are, are doing quite well with a young, very analytically inclined former Indian. And then you look well, at I would the, really just say, like, I, I love Derek Falvey and, right. and Thad Levine and but, those guys, but 
it's the guys who were there before getting better. It's the homegrown yeah, guys. True. There's some truth. Getting better. But All the those other guys thing is, predated there. And then we look at the Astros, like now their little basically shoots off because you look at the Brewers. Yeah, David Stearns. Yep. David Stearns has done, and, and the Brewers front office has done an excellent job of rebuilding in a very difficult division and really being, I think we would all agree, I, had, I mean, I know we put the Brewers on the cover from our uh, minor league preview, but yeah. ahead of schedule. Oh, no question. Absolutely no this question. This all happened a lot faster. And their farm system still seems like it's one where it's like, it's well, still hard it, to pick out who the number one and, guy and, and, is. There's a lot of interesting guys, but it's hard to pick out like number one well, obvious guy. Well, done it with, you know, Brinson's battle. It's not like Brinson came up and gave him that shot in the arm like a Brad Zimmer has in Cleveland. Brinson, you know, had some, struggled a little bit, went back down, got hurt. Brett Phillips hasn't come up and, you know, been a, a superstar. They've really done it with their top prospects still being prospects. It's, again, sometimes you get that midseason call-up that really energizes you. They've done it with a lot of... The guy who's done it the most that, Zimmer, that Zimmer energy started to right. slow, though, a little bit. That's, that Zimmer energy, it shot, and then it was like, oh, right. second and, time and, and, and Hader's done as, as a very good lefty specialist. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's not like he's come into the rotation and right. every fifth day... He does been, pump some oh. serious gas, though, out of the bullpen. Oh, yeah. He's pitched some back-to-back days lately, which he's been pretty good. And Suter actually has been all right. So yeah, no, if, you ever, if you had Brett Suter making nine starts and Josh Hader making none this year for the Brewers, all right. and they're contending that way, I'm gonna, you might... You, you, that, that would be a, a, quite the parlay, I would all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go contrarian and call this. Ready? You're calling the Rockies. One game playoff for the second wild card spot. Brewers <laughs> Rockies. New Rocky. Jonathan Lucroy hits the game winner <laughs> to sink his old team to Brewers. That would be Rockies unfortunate for the Milwaukee Brewers. That would be harsh. How many times have the Brewers made it in the playoffs in their history? Three. Well, 82, 82. 2010 and 11. Is that it? Oh, they made it and then they oh, made, 2008. They, I forgot. But the. Sabathia. And then the 2011, the, they lost to the Cardinals in that. Uh, it's not too often. <laughs> That's no. the point. That Milwaukee, uh, sentimentally for me, I have no uh, you know uh, allegiance to Wisconsin or Milwaukee, but they've had so few playoff. I mean, the winningest manager in franchise history is Phil Garner with a losing record. I mean, that's, that is... It's uh, pretty amazing. I mean, what's the defining image of Milwaukee baseball? Is it Bud Selig shrug? At the world, the All Star Game there in two thousand one. I mean, like, what else defines it? So yeah, I guess they nineteen eighty one. They made the playoffs too. I was gonna say is the defining image. I, I'm probably still thinking uh, Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews. That's Milwaukee Braves baseball. I'm I know, Milwaukee but I'm, saying, I'm saying Milwaukee yes. baseball. I'm probably that's where I'm still going. You should go there. I, mean, I, th- I think for franchise, for, you're, I'm I'm right, but it's Milwaukee baseball. You're right for sure. Nineteen eighty seven. I, th- I would say that for you know, I know for the older folks, um, was it uh, Harvey's Wallbangers? Yeah, like, that's the eighty two. That's that, eighty one, eighty two. You know that that team that made the World Series. Norman Thomas can play center field. Yes, yes, he can. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I think I think for for those of us in my age bracket, it's you know. That you know, that Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun, just going back to back, you know, in those in those late two thousands. I mean, those CC Sabathia things. Hop on, my back is large. I can carry much. I mean, yes, I will pitch on three days rest again. Yes, I will do it again. But, I but love so, two thousand eight CC Sabathia, Baseball America's uh, Major League Player of the Year that year. Mm-hmm. So the Harvey's Wallbangers had two hundred sixteen home runs that year, which led the American League. This year's team already has one ninety two with a month to play, and they ranked third in the National League. So. Times have changed, but uh, that was a rollicking podcast. That was fun. I don't even think I yelled at anybody, which is good. I got, I yelled, I got animated. Not, 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 an not at anyone. No, yeah. I just yelled. Um, but so we appreciate everybody listening. Kyle and JJ, great job. Uh, thank you to our followers for tuning in today. I want to remind you all of our podcasters are brought to you by Baseballism. And uh, can't thank them enough for their sponsors they've had all year. And the way that you can thank them is by shopping now at Baseballism.com. 
Enter the offer code BASHIP, that's B-A-S-H-I-P, and receive free shipping on your order. Visit Baseballism.com for hats, shirts, and much more today, and support the Baseball America podcast. So for JJ and Kyle, I'm John. We'll see you next time. So long, everybody. This concludes our program. Visit BaseballAmerica.com for more podcasts. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.